1: What up, world? Welcome on and all to another episode of the Ojo, presented to you in partnership, as always, at SBNations boys.com My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB, and from Writers. your humble host, Don The Ocho. It is Wednesday, February 16th, 2022. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and that you enjoyed the Super Bowl last Sunday. It is Wednesday, not Thursday. Normally the Ocho drops on Thursdays. In fact, we were going to drop a new episode. The very first episode of Talk in the Draft with Connor Livesey and Mark Schofield here in this slot. You can now get that on Thursday morning here on the Blog and the Boys Podcast Network. But we bumped this show up because Wednesday brought with it a report from ESPN about Rich Derimble and the Dallas Cowboys and some very serious allegations. And we wanted to discuss them um, in the best manner that we could obviously this is a very serious thing some very serious allegations uh brought in Gina Kelly from SB Nation to be on hand for the conversation and so if you haven't read about it we did link to the story at dot uh but here's my conversation with Gina Kelly
2: that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N 29.com.
1: Pleased to be joined now by the one, the only, the incredible. One of the greatest people I know. She's been around here. She is all over SB Nation. She is the queen of SB Nation. I'll go ahead and say it. Um, <laughs> you know her. You love her. Uh, our favorite Atlanta Falcons fan. It is Gina Thomas, Gina Kelly. You know, you just made it so difficult, Gina. You know, JTK, <laughs> JKT, whatever you want. Gina, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us.
3: Thank you so much for having me, RJ.
1: Gina is, uh, for our listeners that aren't aware, number one, shame on you, Uh, but number two, perhaps the wisest person who works at SB Nation and we have a very serious conversation that we have to have. So I wanted to get her on uh, to bring in her incredible perspective, to bring on her female perspective, because Gina, as you all know, on Wednesday, this episode is actually gonna go out on Wednesday. Normally we drop this show on Thursdays, but a bit of an emergency episode. On Wednesday, Don Van uh released a story at ESPN um, entitled Cowboys paid 2.4 million to settle cheerleaders, voyeurism, allegations against senior team executive. The senior team executive in question is Richard Darrymple, often referred to as Jerry Jones's right-hand man. There are two very serious allegations throughout this report. Um, Your thoughts, your takeaways, where you're at, and the immediate aftermath of all this.
3: Um, First of all, I think it's really important that stories like this come to light. I do think that it's important to remember um, just that these are allegations. Uh, A settlement does not necessarily, you know, confirm. Um, but I do think that they are very serious allegations. I think that, you know, we've seen a lot of similar stories coming out around, especially like the Washington football team, or I'm sorry, the Washington commanders now. Um, and so I think that it's really important that these stories do come to light and that, you know, anywhere in the NFL that there is, you know, misogyny or inequality in general, I think that, you know, we've got to confront that head on. So I'm glad the story came out. Um, But they are very, very troubling uh, allegations.
1: So Richard Darumple first came to the Cowboys with Jimmy Johnson um, right at the beginning of Jerry Jones's ownership of the team. Um, Obviously, Jerry and Jimmy had their split. We don't have to relitigate that. Uh, Richard Darumple stayed on. He has, again, been been the guy. You know, you know, Gina, you you got a new home, you have a lot of guys, right? Like you got like a yard guy, you got a window guy, you got, you know, whatever. Everybody has a guy for something. Richard Darrymple is like the ultimate guy uh for Jerry Jones. Takes care of all of the controversies and controversies that don't see the light of day. Um, you know, that's not necessarily the job title I think he puts on his business card but but everybody knows that is who Richard Darenbo to be so the two incidents in question both allegedly took place in 2015 uh, at the time just to reset the stage uh, the Cowboys were coming off of the desk catch. Uh, They held the 27th overall pick in the 2015 NFL Draft. They wound up selecting Byron Jones, which wound up being an important detail in this story. Um, But the the first accusation that does feature a settlement that you mentioned, Gina, has to do with four Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. So allegedly, um, in September of 2015, so after the draft, there's some kind of time jumping that we'll have to do here. Allegedly, Richard Darenbole used his security card uh, because he is or was a senior member of of Cowboys Authority um, to get near the Cowboys cheerleaders locker room and is accused of using his cell phone to record or take photographs of the cheerleaders while changing. Obviously, that is disgusting and uh, heinous crime. If it ultimately happened, the women involved who are not named, um, who, again, did settle with the Cowboys um, with their representation, um, obviously were highly upset about this, raised flags to security and team leadership, etc., which led to a sort of investigation, as this report outlines, of Richard Darumple. Um The settlement, as you mentioned, does not signify guilt, uh, but it does there's a lot of smoke around this. I guess this is the, the best way to put it.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think that you can look at it uh, from two different perspectives, you know, that obviously it does not confirm guilt and this, he was not ever charged with any kind of crime. Um, but I also think that the size of the settlement is really noteworthy. It is possible that the Cowboys would shell out that money just to make this go away. Um, and I I do think, you know, I think that what troubles me the most about it is, you know, coupled with the seriousness of the allegations. um, It was six years ago. And how did he continue to be employed by the team for six more years after that? And if the allegations are true, what else happened during his tenure? Were there other people who were subjected to this kind of um, treatment and behavior? And what happened with them?
1: Well, so you mentioned that. And again, loyal listener, you'll have to excuse us. This is a, a, a massive story. So we will jump around a little bit. We'll do our best to kind of keep it as organized as possible. We did link to the ESPN story in a post at boyscom So you can head there and I encourage you to read it for yourself. Uh, but you mentioned what else happened. The other incident that is at least listed in the report has to do with Charlotte Jones Anderson, the daughter of Jerry Jones, a high point of leadership within the Cowboys organization herself. Um, and what is alleged to have happened here, there is no settlement that is at least recorded uh, in the report pertaining to this incident, but what is alleged to have happened during the 2015 NFL draft, and it's worth mentioning that from a timeline perspective, um, the this allegation took place chronologically before the cheerleader allegation. Um, that was in September of 2015, the NFL draft, obviously, in, to, in April. And so what allegedly happened, uh, according to a fan who saw this on, um, in case anybody doesn't know, uh, in case you don't know, Gina, because Gina is an Atlanta Falcons fan, the Cowboys stream their war room throughout the draft. And so you know, they're constantly cutting in and cutting out, and they have the secret audio that everybody does. Um, and so you can kind of see and, and piece together like, oh, you know, the, the secondary coach is on the phone, and you, you can kind of get an idea of, of where they're going but so what is alleged to have happened is Richard Darenbo is being accused or was accused rather of taking a photograph of Charlotte Jones Anderson um, taking a photo up her skirt um, the the fan uh, mentions in a Facebook post or originally mentioned in a Facebook post that, that they saw this uh, they reported it to their local news station I believe and um, the cheerleaders as part of the um, the the attorney that they hired found this and contacted the fan in question, and so this became kind of part of their settlement. Um, they have signed NDAs; they cannot talk about this. It was actually mentioned that the cheerleaders cannot talk about the Charlotte Jones Anderson incident, uh, but Richard Darimple, nevertheless, is accused of taking photos up Charlotte's skirt, which again, an uh, incredibly disgusting, serious thing. Um, th- there is no settlement from that, but but that is a huge portion of this story, nonetheless.
3: Well, I and I think that you know there are a few different angles about this specific allegation that I want to touch on. One, you know, Charlotte is one of the most visible, powerful women working at the highest levels of the National Football League of for sports. one of it. Like, yeah. yeah, of sports in general and and working really, you know, for America's team. I mean, so it, she is very high profile. If a woman in that position, the owner's daughter is being subjected to this kind of misogynistic, you know, harassing treatment, how bad is it for other women? Um, and I, I think that that's, that's something that I'd really like people to, to think carefully about. You know, when you hear allegations like this, um, if, you know, if it can happen to Charlotte Jones Anderson, it can happen to anyone. Um, the second thing that I think about, and RJ, I know that you and your wife are new parents. I'm I'm thrilled for you and, and your beautiful little baby. Um, and I I'm a parent. I have two grown adult daughters, and I think about it from the perspective of Jerry Jones, and I don't know how, I I don't know how he continued to work there. I don't know how Dalrymple continued to maintain that position after doing you know allegedly again doing that to jerry jones daughter um you know to me it's it seems like a credible uh, allegation and i just am honestly my mind is blown by the fact that he remained employed with the cowboys for so long
1: so you mentioned the fact that she's the owner's daughter i mean just personally i i mean that's obviously a significant detail here but i feel like it's insignificant i feel like you know like it, it really shouldn't it, it shouldn't come down to oh, Jerry's daughter. Who cares? Who you know who yeah. it is? Uh, again, this is an alleged thing. Um, it, I mean, it, and again, who cares about her her position? Who you know? Which again, all those things are important, and and she mm-hmm. deserves attention and accolades for for them. But um, I mean, she's just a, she's just a human. She's just a woman. You know that in and of itself is is enough. I think to to rile up the you know that the outrage that this is rightfully causing. And so, I mean, and I, I mean. I don't even know how to speak to the again alleged audacity of Bull to do this in a in a crowded room of people in in that is live streamed. You know, I mean, um, it's it's difficult to comprehend. And you know, you're right. He he continued to work there, and and part of the report stipulates that the cheerleaders were upset when they found out about this incident because their incident allegedly happened after this. So even if this were were true which is possible he maintained access to their locker room which is how that incident ultimately happened which would suggest an incredible um you know lack of attention from from cowboys leadership to adjust to this and to reprimand him fire him you know i mean press charges i mean anything something but but nothing happened in that stretch of time but let alone to your point over the ensuing six years
3: Yes, and I mean, I I think that that is, you know, something that really does stand out to me about this, Um, and it's, I I feel like the appropriate response to the um, allegation about the, you know, the photos that, or photo that he took of Charlotte uh, Jones Anderson, I think that, yeah, if they had taken action then, then maybe the cheerleaders would have never had to experience this, and I I just find that honestly reprehensible.
1: So, Darren Bull, obviously, has has been through some legalities with this, specifically with regards to the accusations from the cheerleaders. Um, He did release a statement um, that that read very much like, you know, unfortunately, we have a lot of experience with with things like this, uh, but very much like statements like that. Um, I'm I'm looking for the statement as I uh, it's a very long article. Uh, Again, I highly (laughs) encourage uh, people to read this. Um, But. This this situation, as, as I continue to scan for the statement, th- there's a portion of this where Darren Bull's defense, I guess, uh, with regards to the cheerleader incident, because these are two separate incidents. There's the Charlotte Jones Anderson incident and then the cheerleader incident. But Darren Bull alleges that he was searching for the bathroom um, on, on his way, and which is how he wound up in this the, near the cheerleaders' locker room. There is a diagram in uh, the ESPN article, kind of a mock-up of the the lay of the land, so to speak, of, of where the, the locker room is relative to the bathroom. And this this, this incident, again, allegedly took place. And I, I know we're saying that a lot, but it's, it's because that word is important. Um, allegedly took place in September of 2015. You know, if, I don't know, and I'm not saying anything like this is remotely excusable, but if in the last year an employee at SoFi Stadium didn't know where the bathroom was, I would I would understand that a little bit. You know, it's a newer venue, newer facility. Uh, at, at the time, this this was AT and T Stadium's seventh season of operation. You know, Richard Darrinbull is is somebody who has been in that building more than anybody else, and so I'm not trying to put. Richard Derrimpol on trial with you and I, Gina. Okay. But that that excuse is is really difficult to comprehend. That you would that you would be lost looking for the bathroom. That you that you would get lost and, and use your key card to to stumble your way in into somewhere. Um. That that's you know that the math here doesn't make sense. At least his math doesn't.
3: It it does not. I mean, to me, that explanation is extremely flimsy, and honestly, I think lends more credibility to the allegations than to his side of the story.
1: Right. So his his statement did read, people who know me, coworkers, the media, and colleagues know who I am and what I'm about. I understand the very serious nature of these claims and do not take them lightly. The accusations are, however, false. One was accidental, talking about the cheerleader incident, uh, and the other simply did not happen. Everything that was alleged was thoroughly investigated years ago, and I cooperated fully. Again, going back to the point I was making a minute ago. I feel like if you come out with your statement and your your first thing is like people who know me, you know like I mean that I don't know that just again like if 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 we're just examining this from a thirty thousand foot perspective, it looks a lot like you're immediately getting defensive about this, which does to your point at least in the court of public opinion, lend credibility to the accusations,
3: yes, absolutely, um, and I, I don't know like. I, Somebody's only going to say so much in a statement like that. And obviously, they're going to come to their own defense. But I think that, you know, what I'm curious about the most is what did that investigation really look like and how in depth was it? Because obviously, you know, we've got concurrently this situation with, you know, Washington happening, um, you know, the congressional investigation and everything. And we already know how like the influence that Dan Snyder has been able to place on that investigation and what information has been released about that investigation and i have no doubt in my mind that any nfl team would handle it the same way that he is so i'm very curious about what the investigation looked like and what did the cowboys actually do
1: well i mean you mentioned the the level of influence that dan snyder can have (laughs) on on a federal investigation and so i mean forget the the geographical association with um with you know dc but i mean dan snyder You know, and obviously I'm a Cowboys fan, but like one of the least influential NFL owners, again, can have that impact like within the United States, you know, judicial system (laughs) right like you know what i'm saying so like if you're talking about an internal investig, like a a small little baby size investigation relative to that and then you're Mm -hmm. talking about the massive you know white whale that is jerry jones the most influential owner um i mean you're right and and so it does lend to people kind of thinking this and and you know assuming things and and it's important not to assume anything that's why we're using the word Mm -hmm. legend um so many times here but this is obviously a very explosive report with some explosive allegations um um, and and again the, the 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 facts that are known, it's difficult to qualify them as facts, but but the data I guess that is known does not look or smile well upon the Cowboys. Um, ESPN notes in the report uh, that on February 2nd, Richard Darrenpole informed the Dallas Morning News that he was going to be retiring. Uh the report notes that the retirement came, I'm just going to read here, his retirement came several weeks after ESPN began interviewing people about the alleged incidents. And just days after ESPN contacted attorneys involved in the settlement, in his statement, he said that the allegations had nothing to do with his retirement. Uh, For what it's worth, there was no public acknowledgement from the Cowboys um, about an employee that is kind of like family to them retiring after 32 years of service. So that, again, isn't, a smoking gun isn't Uh -uh. you know enough for a jury to convict somebody but it does not look good for the Dallas Cowboys no
3: No, it does not I mean you're talking about somebody who had been there since Jimmy was the head coach that is really noteworthy if he's stepping away from the game and the team um, and retiring so the fact that they did not make a big deal about it is I think you know um I, I think that it's noteworthy. I think that it, it's worth paying attention to as part of this whole discussion.
1: Gina, um, I, I mean, Gina keeps tabs on the entire NFL. She's uh, one of my fantastic bosses at SB Nation. And uh, again, super wise, which is why she was kind enough to stop by and join us for this conversation. But um, this has nothing to do with football. I want to be very clear about this. Like, This has nothing to do with football. But if we focus on the football for a second, this has been a rough offseason, a young offseason for the Cowboys in this actually comes just one day at least in, in in time after Mike McCarthy went on the Rich Eisen show uh, to defend himself against Jerry Jones who uh sort of lobbied for your guy Dan Quinn uh, to kind of unseat him as the Cowboys head coach or for Sean Payton to do that hypothetically and so there is a really toxic environment through just the prism of football happening with the mm-hmm. Dallas Cowboys right now and and I think every Cowboys fan had had a had a some like not that you make light of something but you you at least thought to yourself you know what it could be so much worse there are franchises with real problems that, that are are really horrible awful people my team just sucks at football right and now this is this is you know now i'm kind of talking to the cowboys fans here like this is this is bad i mean this is you know i don't want to overreact but again these are allegations there there's no you know proof of anything right now and there were settlements so it does kind of seem like that will be an unlikely unlikely thing to happen and Gina I mean it's very possible that this kind of follows the tra- trajectory of previous allegations so look you mentioned Dan Snyder it might just you know I mean I don't, I don't know and I hate to say it but like the the reality of the NFL is like Kyler Murray might demand to be traded next week and all this goes away you know that's just kind of
3: the way the machine works it is that is the reality of the NFL news cycle um but yeah I and I think that you know one of the challenges here is that there, you know, the, the cheerleaders have signed NDAs. Um, I, you know, so there's going to be a limited amount of information that's going to come out about this. Um, and, and because of that, I don't think that there's going to be really a way for people to get to the bottom of what actually happened, the veracity of the allegations, all of that. So, but I, as a woman working in sports media, you know, I've been subjected to harassment and I've even had somebody i don't know who but grabbed my backside when i was on the in the media area like covering falcons training camp it you know just some ridiculous stuff and so those are the things that come to my mind when i hear something like this allegations like this and i would just really like to see the nfl be a safer place for women to to be you know a safer place for women to work a safer place for women to be fans um, you know a, an inclusive place so that everybody can enjoy the game without worrying about you know major issues like this that are you know genuinely horrifying
1: you know um we we touched on on Charlotte Jones Anderson's impact on the NFL and, and sports as a whole I know you know Gina. And in case anyone missed it, last week Erin um, Andrews joined me on the ESPN NFL show. We shared that interview here, and she was promoting a partnership with Crown Royal, where they celebrated women in sports, and, and there was a, a Crown element to that. They gave them a bottle and things like that. Um, and she actually mentioned that Charlotte Jones Anderson was one of the women that was chosen to receive one of these bottles. And so she talked just endlessly about you know how influential you know women can and should be. And that, I mean, Erin Andrews is a great example of somebody who's who's made an impact on the game of football and so um this is just a really really you know and and you've experienced them certainly in in a far different way than i have but a really sad day um for the dallas cowboys for the nfl um and a really discouraging day and i mean i i think about you know like I, I don't want to measure, you know, what one one person's experience against another, but I just, you know, and this is talked about in, in the piece, but you know, so what what happens? Like, do do they just do another season of Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders making the team on CMT? Like, do they just continue to, you know, treat this as as just just another part of the overall, you know, fabric of the corporation? I mean, like, it's just. I don't know I don't I don't and I, I don't know what I expect I, I really don't but I mean I've been really depressed about the Cowboys as again a football fan and now mm-hmm. like n- now I just feel really icky about them in a lot of ways like they're they're now no longer just a bad football team and, and a poorly run football team, but now they also have this awful culture where they seemingly at least through one lens kind of covered this up and made it all go away for their own convenience and for their own agenda, which is just really really hard to sit with.
3: It is. And I think that if there's one positive that Cowboys fans can and should take away from this, it's, you know, maybe uh, Dalrymple should have been forced out earlier. Maybe there should have been action taken sooner. That didn't happen, but he has retired. And so, you know, I think that at least you can take solace in knowing that nothing like this should happen again you know knowing jerry he is not going to want this kind of publicity surrounding the team and i think that that is one thing that would motivate jerry to make sure that nothing like this ever happens again with within his franchise and so you know that's my hope is that at least going forward the culture will not be as toxic
1: you're a much more optimistic person than i am Uh, (laughs) um i mean um (laughs) I don't know it you know this this kind of has the feel of me to uh you know we're not even a week removed from the super bowl but you know there's always the you know, there's always things that happen where, where i think man i can't wait until roger goodell's super bowl press conference like you know because he's, he's gonna have his feet held to the fire on, on all these different issues and like i don't know for example when we'll hear dan snyder ever speak again um jerry can't help himself from speaking you know jerry's last public appearance uh, at least locally was a surprise call in to the home of the Cowboys 105 through the fan. And so, I mean, I, I, I don't doubt that he is itching to try to spin this story his way. Although to the point we already made, it might be difficult because he is named as one of the people who who signed the NDA. And so, you know, Mm -hmm. he might not be able to, to do much around it, but I mean, the Cowboy way would be to, you know, fire Mike McCarthy and bring in Sean Payton and and distract, you know, in some way, shape or form. I just, you know, that's, that's the, and this gets away from, from this story, but like, that's, that's who they are right now. Like what, what do they have that you can point up and kind of say, Hey, look at this. This thing is good. They don't have really much right now. They have a really fancy stadium. That's it.
3: They do, and I mean they've also got a lot of fantastic players. Um, you know, I'm a mean, great I explanation that. blog
1: that's run by somebody super cool, which we're going to say right. right
3: Yes, that is exactly what I was going to say. Um, but I think that it really is hard for any fan base when your team goes through something like this. You know, yes, we are watching grown men play a game for our entertainment but we all know that sports fandom is much bigger than that it's much more meaningful and i think especially after the last couple of years we've all experienced the joy that sports can bring us are really important and that's why i would like to see a real culture shift so that we don't have to deal with things like this on such a regular basis
1: um she is on twitter at gina thomas again make it really difficult gina because your display name is gina (laughs) kelly your handle is gina thomas um, i
3: know but i'm I mean, verified if i change my handle i lose my check mark i love I my check mark then
1: you know what make <laughs> your husband change his name you know what i'm saying like just get get some synchronization going on here <laughs> that um <sounds> fair. yeah <laughs> before we leave to end on a i don't want to sit down on a positive note because I, I don't want to mm-hmm. like end the discussion I, that's not what i mean but i don't think we've had you on um since dan quinn won assistant coach of the year your thoughts on dan quinn you know again somebody uh gina tried to get him on radio row with us in miami two years ago and failed no big deal you know mm-hmm. but you bounced back yeah. don't worry <laughs> but uh, uh maybe that was the beginning of the end for for dq in atlanta but um, maybe it
3: was he should have agreed to talk to us huh
1: right but um <laughs> but your thoughts on on the season dan quinn had i know you're a personal fan of his
3: I am a personal fan of his. And honestly, I, you know, I was very glad to see his name circ, uh, circulating in the, you know, head coaching uh, searches around the league. But I was, I think that I was even happier when he removed himself from consideration because I think that Dallas has been a really good landing spot for him. You know, I think that the talent that he has to work with on defense is there. Mostly really great fits for what he likes to do defensively, and um, I know that players who have played for him just absolutely love and respect him. I don't think that there's any substitute for having a coach like that in a coordinator position. Um, so uh, yeah, I think it's wonderful for the Cowboys, but I was thrilled for him. I was thrilled to see him get that recognition. You know, his last couple of years in Atlanta were really rocky. But, um, you know, sometimes that happens, you know, sometimes players just need, they need to hear the same things from a different voice. I think that that's what happened. Um, but yeah, I think that he's hes a really good fit in Dallas and I'm thrilled that he had so much success this year.
1: Very cool, very nice and, and kind of you, Gina, just like everything <laughs> else. Uh, last one, um, what is something you're watching on Netflix or HBO Max or Disney Plus right now? Just some, something okay. you're streaming.
3: Okay, so uh, the last thing that really blew me away, Tender Swindler on Netflix. It is outstanding. It's a documentary. And without giving too much away, I I think that what I like the most about it is that it kind of uh, shines some light on how powerful quality journalism can be. Um, And so, you know, as a journalist, that's something that I I really enjoyed. Um, As something really fun and light, Murderville, I can't remember what it's on, but Marshawn Lynch on is. It's on Netflix. Okay, yeah. Marshawn Lynch is in the second episode. If you don't watch anything else, just watch the Marshawn episode. But it's a really fun, really clever show. It's a it's a really different kind of angle on that kind of thing, and I just absolutely loved it. So that's yeah. something that I highly recommend.
1: I think it's Will Arnett is the host. Um, uh-huh. So yeah, uh, definitely looks cool. The wife and I will check it out soon enough. Uh, Gina, thank fun. you so much for your time, your energy uh, for, um, the bouquet of flowers. Nobody can see it, but Gina sent me flowers. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, so, uh, thank you, uh, for taking the time to join us, to, to help us talk about something really important and really serious. Yeah.
3: Thank you so much for having me.
1: Want to give a big time shout out big time. Thank you to Gina for taking the time to join us. Obviously this is a difficult subject to talk about, but Gina, um, I thought did it very well. Um, we'll see what comes of this. We'll see if Jerry Jones does issue any sort of public statement or comment. Again, I imagine it would be difficult given the NDA, um, but, but who knows? Um, that does it for this edition of the Ocho. We just felt it was important to get something up um, discussing the subject at hand, um, you know, because this, this, these are very serious things. Um, so, tomorrow, Thursday, you will have a new episode, like I said, of Talking the Draft. It's that time of year. Connor Livesey, Mark Schofield will guide you through the draft process this season. Then, later on, on Thursday afternoon, we'll return to our normal schedule, riled up with Tom Ryle and Roy White. Friday, you get girls talking boys, plus a new show here on Blogging the Boys called The Star Seminar with Danny Phantom and Rabble Rouser. Saturday, Cowboys Oil with Maurice Rodriguez. And on Sunday, another new show, The World's Team with Meg Murray and Paul Stewart. So, that's what's coming your way. My name is Choa, you can follow me on twitter or instagram at rjochoa i hope you have the best day ever you know why because you deserve it we will see you many other, my friends as always go cowboys and peace out